This is a CNA podcast. Real art or NFTs as an investment? Personally, yeah, real art. Top three factors to consider when buying an NFT. Does it have a use case in the world? Why am I buying this NFT? Does it have intrinsic value to me? In which case, that's a personal choice. And what blockchain is it on? Is it something that is easily transferable, easily resellable? NFTs. Mm-hmm. Buy now or never. If you want to get into the space, I would never say never. So maybe now. <laughs> Good to have you with me on Money Talks. I'm Andrea Heng. Now, NFTs or non-fungible tokens, they broke into the mainstream news narrative in 2021 with their eye-watering price tags. Jack Dorsey, founder of Twitter, sold his first ever tweet as an NFT for 2.9 million US dollars. Digital artist Beeple sold an NFT of his work for 69 million US dollars. Virtually anything digital can be converted and sold as an NFT. Video clips, audio wave files, game avatars, art, even memes. Maybe it's time for me to rethink my career. But what makes an NFT valuable or seen as a collectible? After all, digital files can be easily and endlessly duplicated, right? Think of NFTs as a one-of-a-kind digital asset. The digital file is tokenized to create a digital certificate of ownership, kind of like a COE, that can be bought and then sold again. And that ownership record is stored on a shared ledger known as a blockchain. So, are you simply buying bragging rights when you're buying an NFT? Beyond the hype and headline-making prices, are NFTs an investment asset worth looking at? To help us compute this, we turn to Sanya Ramchandani, Blockchain Insights Lead for Momentum Works. Hey, Sanya, welcome to Money Talks. Hi, it's so nice to be here with you. Yeah, good to have you with us in person too. Yeah. Okay, so if you had to explain NFTs to a complete newbie, how would you do it? Right. So first, I would say let's break down the three words. So it's a non-fungible token. So non-fungible more or less means that it's unique. So when we talk about crypto and the blockchain, you can trade. If I have one ether or one Ethereum, I can trade that for another one, and I have the exact same thing. Right. And an ether and Ethereum is a currency. Yes, it's okay. a cryptocurrency. Got so it. it's like having one two dollar note or one ether. You trade it for another two dollar note or another ether. That's fungible. You can have the exact same thing. But with an NFT, it's non-fungible. It's completely unique. And so it's really just this. Unique asset that is stored on the blockchain. Okay, have you bought an NFT? Do you ha- I have? Ah, uh, how many? <laughs> oh, maybe too many to count now. Wow, what yeah. do you mean too many? I have a lot of NFTs, mainly because when I was getting into the space, I think the only real way to fully understand it is to dive in with both. Of course, people. of course. Um, yeah. and are the NFTs that you bought mainly art, or what kind of NFTs did you get? I've bought NFTs that are art. I've bought an NFT that supports the production of a movie. So as that movie goes into production, and if it earns money, I get some of that 
royalty back to myself. Oh, okay. Okay, so anything digital, including this podcast, yeah. as an audio wave file, it can, in theory, be tokenized and then sold it as an NFT, right? Yes. Would you like me to make this an NFT? <laughs> I can do that. Fabulous. <laughs> I think my producer wants to buy it. Maybe not. It depends on how much it's going to cost, I guess. <laughs> okay, so the NFT market said to be worth... 22 billion US dollars in 2021. It blows my mind. So who is buying up all these NFTs? Are they art collectors, investors, speculators, or just like fans of memes? Right. So I think when we're talking about NFTs in this case, it's it's one specific use case. Mm. So it's looking at the art or the collectible aspect of NFTs. The NFT itself is the underlying technology. It's not the JPEG itself. And so I think when we're talking about art and collectible NFTs, yes, it probably is people who are fans of those concepts outside of the fact that they're NFTs. So for example, with NBA Top Shot, you'll have a lot of basketball fans buying those NFTs. Or with Nike NFTs, you'll have a lot of fans of Nike buying the Nike NFTs. And so beyond the art and collectible, it's it's the same thing as any fan memorabilia when we're looking at that one use case. So kind of like collecting those cards, right? Those yes. Pokemon cards. It's exactly like Pokemon cards. Okay. Anyone can buy one until you get into the really rare stuff. Okay. And then, yes, it becomes it becomes very pricey. Oh, wow. When you say it's worth this much, have people paid actual money for these NFTs? So we said earlier that the NFT market's worth $22 billion as far as 2021 goes. Are people paying actual money? So did Jack Dorsey actually get paid 2.9 million US dollars for his Mm -hmm. first tweet as an NFT? Well, so he probably got paid in Ethereum is my guess. And then he went and transferred that Ethereum to a fiat currency like US dollars. The only way to transact an NFT is through a cryptocurrency. For the most part, there are some online NFT marketplaces that let you transact with your credit card. Okay. And they take care of that conversion into cryptocurrency in their back end and you never see it. But you can Mm. pay with your own currency. Here's something I'm struggling with. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Why NFTs are even worth money? Like, what's their intrinsic value? Because digital files are so easily replicated, duplicated. I mean, it's just right-click on the mouse, sure. duplicate, yeah. and it's there. Like, another copy is there, right? Yeah. So, does it really matter if you have a certificate that you're the rightful owner of this piece of work? It just sounds like bragging rights to me, and how is that worth any money? Sure. Let me break that down into two parts. So, I think with NFTs, it comes down to perceived value. So, if I'm a little bit more reductive about it, how is a banknote mm-hmm. worth anything, right? It's worth it because people believe that it's worth it. Then it has the other layer of being backed by the government. So there's trust. So that's one aspect of it. If there are enough people that believe that there's value, there's value. And then there's also the problem that comes with that. If it's not backed by a trusted authority, the value changes dramatically. It's very volatile. And then the second part of that answer, I guess I would say, is that have you ever bought one of those prints of, say, a Monet painting or a Van Gogh painting? Sure. I mean, postcards at the art gallery. Exactly. Yeah. So millions of people have those, right? Mm the same way millions of people can right-click on your NFT and download the JPEG. But only one person has that Monet hanging in their house or that Van Gogh hanging in their house. And I could tell you that I do, but you'd never know if I was telling the (laughs) truth or not. With an (laughs) NFT, I can show you that I really do own that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing that I'm struggling with because it's, it's not a physical item that I own. Right. And while I'm also not paying in physical money, per se, Mm -hmm. in the currency that we all know, It's the fact that I'm doing everything digitally and it's not tangible. And I think some people struggle with that. 
I agree. And, you know, I think that comes down to why NFTs were created in the first place. Mm. We're increasingly living more of our lives in the digital space and say, let's take a very real life example. I have a picture of myself that I've posted on Instagram. Anyone can view that picture, but it's not mine per se. It's a copy that exists on Instagram servers. So if I actually wanted to own that picture and have a way to prove that it's my picture, NFTs can come in to solve that. Ah, problem. okay, okay. That's one way of looking at it because I take a lot of nice photos on yeah. Instagram and I don't own them. No. <laughs> okay, so game developers. Yes. They've also hopped onto the bandwagon. Yeah. They're developing in-game items mm -hmm. and avatars and they're selling them or marketing them as NFTs that yeah. can be bought and sold and then used within the game sphere mm -hmm. only. So I see the value in that as an asset. Yeah. But things like tweets, memes, that blows my mind. Memes are a picture of a bored monkey. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't seem very valuable to me, to me. Okay. I understand. That. So how should investors then decide on which NFT to invest in? What makes it investable, I guess? When it comes to investment, I think the rule of thumb is only to invest in things that you fully understand. Otherwise, I would call it more speculation than investment. Mm -hmm. And that's where NFTs can be seen, I think, more as a speculative asset. You can even say it's akin to buying a lottery ticket. It's You're hoping that you win something. You're hoping that it increases in value. Right. So I'm not totally sure that in that case we can call it an investment. Mm. When you invest in the use cases of NFTs that can provide real-world tangible value and companies that are developing that technology, that's an investment, I would say. But I, I think the advice to everyone is to just only really invest in things you fully understand. What is it that I need to understand if I'm investing in an NFT? It can be very volatile because there's no real trust-backed entity there when you're talking about a picture of a board ape or something. Something very interesting that's been happening in this sphere actually is that the SEC in the United States actually has set some sort of precedent saying that NFTs can be considered securities. Mm -hmm because you're depending on the company that produces the NFT doing well right. to give value to your portfolio. Mm -hmm. So I think you're really having to deep dive and understand what is the mission of that. With people who buy NFTs, it's a reflection on them. They buy them for avatars. They buy them to showcase aspects of their personality when they're living their digital life. And so I think if that's the value to you, then it's an investment in your eyes. Mm. But not all NFTs are created equal. <laughs> the technology can get very mumbo jumbo. If you really understand the risk that you're willing to take, then it's like any other investment. Yeah. I heard of an artist who gave the audience at a show the choice to buy the NFT of his artwork and his artwork. Mm -hmm. So people who bought the NFTs, okay, they ran along, they had their NFTs. And then the one that decided to buy the artwork... Uh, were basically left hanging because the artist decided to go burn yep. the original artwork. I mean, this made headlines back yeah. in the days. What are your thoughts on that? So at Momentum Works, we actually used that exact example in our first Web3 report. And I've had people make the argument to me that the same way you can lose a piece of paper, you can forget your password. <laughs> and <laughs> then That's you have true. the same issue, right? You've lost the NFT, but... That's actually the argument that I would make back in that case, because that's exactly right. A flood can damage a piece of paper. You can burn it. You can rip it up. There's a little bit more security when it's on the blockchain because it's something that you can prove at any time belongs to you. 
everybody can see it mm. on a public blockchain. You're not the only person who can see that at any given time. Okay. Hello everyone, my name is Crispina. And I'm Adrian. And we're the hosts of a podcast called Work It. If you've never heard of it, well, it's a good time to tap in. In the last 20 episodes, we've discussed topics like how to negotiate for a salary increase. Or how to get along with younger colleagues who have different values from you, which incidentally is our top performing episode. If work consumes your life and you want some perspective on issues like management, stress, even office romance, then this podcast should be on your list. A new episode drops every Monday. Catch us on the CNA app or wherever you get your podcast. Looking at the landscape now, are there some NFTs that are, I guess, safer for the lack of a better word than others? Like some are hmm. less speculative than others? Just out of curiosity. You know, that's a good question. I think the NFTs that are less speculative are the ones that have utility. So you can buy NFTs beyond just buying them to collect. You can buy them as tickets to concerts. You can buy them to watch a TV show. There's a TV show out there that I think stars Mila Kunis that you need to buy an NFT to be able to watch. And so they can serve as verification in that sense, or they can serve as a ticket to a concert. All right. Okay. Should I only go for NFTs that are backed by a bank or a known institution? I'll throw a question back at you. <laughs> Should you only buy stocks and bonds that are backed by, you know, trusted entities? I would say yes. Yeah, I think people should answer both of those questions in similar ways. Mm, okay, that's a good way of putting it. So the NFT market, it's exciting for investors because, you know, there's a lot of amazing growth potential. At least that's what's been reported, right? Mm -hmm. So some reports estimate a compound annual growth rate of 35% wow. per year. That's huge, yeah, compared to other investment classes mm -hmm. such as stocks or property. Obviously, given the caveats that we've been talking about when it comes to NFTs as an investment, do you think, though, that we can still consider NFTs as part of an average investor's portfolio? Something my husband would call play money. <laughs> Is it worth looking into to put it in my portfolio? You know, digital assets in general are in their early days. Will there be more digital assets moving forward? How do we link physical value to these digital assets? These are all questions. And proving ownership of those digital assets has been a challenge. And we really do believe there's a future for NFTs. But we don't know how big or small that future is going to be yet and whether to consider that a standard part of an investment portfolio. I'm not totally sure at this point in time, given mm. how early we are. Yeah, that's a very important question to ask, especially if you want to look at it in terms of an investment. It depends on your investment personality, right? Whether you're an early adopter or you're a follower, you want to see what happens. It really just does depend on what kind of risk appetite you have as an investor, right? Absolutely. And I think we think about the way people do due diligence on traditional investments. It's important to do that mm -hmm. even when you're looking at an NFT and NFT project, even if you're just doing it personally. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so NFTs, we established, mm -hmm. they are largely paid with cryptocurrency like Ethereum. Yep. So their value is then tied to crypto, which we know is very volatile right <laughs> yes, now. <laughs> Should your average retail investor even be looking at NFTs as an investment? So I know a lot of younger people are turning to retail investment. A lot of it's very accessible now and they're jumping on this NFT bandwagon. Mm -hmm. What's your take? So me personally, I would say it 
has become more of a speculative asset when we're talking about art NFTs and the types of NFTs that you would buy at OpenSea that are attached to JPEGs, right? They're digital assets in their early days. We believe that there is a future for NFTs. How big that future is, we're not totally sure. What their use cases will be that move into the mainstream, we're not totally sure. Will there be more digital assets moving forward? Are we going to live our lives increasingly in a digital space? These are all questions to consider. And like I said, really to do your research and due diligence and see the utility of what you're buying and whether it's something that you're buying for yourself personally to showcase an aspect of your personality in your digital space, or is it purely an investment, in which case really look at it like you would look at any other investment and do the adequate research, do the due diligence behind it. So if I already own an NFT, should I be looking to sell it now or should I hang on to it? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. Like I said, not all NFTs are created equal. Have you sold any NFTs in recent times or or are you hanging on to all of them still? I honestly could not for the life of me tell you (laughs) which NFTs I have right now and where they are. (laughs) Because you bought just too many. Because I've bought bought quite a few. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Final advice for our listener who may be thinking of investing in NFTs or just buying an NFT. Mm -hmm. Please, please do your research. Only invest in things that you fully understand and really look into the technology behind NFTs because it's so interesting and it is going to be something that is prevalent in our lives beyond just collecting art and be open-minded. You never know where it's going to go. All right. So thanks so much, Sanya, for spilling the tea on NFTs uh, and giving us a clearer picture on what makes them valuable. Anytime. So are NFTs worth it? I guess, as with all investments, know your own risk appetite. Do your homework. Sanya has emphasized this over and over again. Do your research before committing. And thank you to you, our listener. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode of Money Talks, there's more content for you to enjoy. Simply follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give us five stars or better yet, leave a review. We want to know what you think. If you have feedback, do write to us at cnapodcasts at mediacorp.com.sg. The team behind Money Talks is Jacqueline Chan, Joanne Chan, Crispina Robert, Sayu Wint, and I'm Andrea Hing.